1: This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: I guess it's a different version of White Boy Wednesday. Gabe Nigel, Aaron Goldhammer in for the guys today. I'm Freddy and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Series XM, Channel 80. Of course, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And Aaron, you were eating lunch right before the show. Yes. Yes. Y- y- the show that you said you were just watching while eating just to kind of, you know, wind down before you started gearing back up for the show. Right. Was was what? <laughs> well,
3: I had a corned beef sandwich for lunch today. Delicious. Okay. Uh, Cleveland, better corned beef than any other city in America. I'll put it toe to toe with New York, anybody. And I was flipping around and I was like, you know what? I don't really want something sports like I feel like the hay's in the barn in terms of the show. Like there's nothing more I'm going to learn from watching SportsCenter or whatever. So I flipped over and I started watching this show Catfish on MTV. Sure. And it was so captivating, I almost missed the beginning of the show. I had to find <laughs> out what was going on at the end of this. Now, what I don't understand is, guys, it's 2023, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. If a, if someone with a beautiful model-like picture reaches out to you on Facebook, chances are it's not actually... Th- How do people still get catfished in this day and age? The Manti Teo story... Gabe was a long time ago.
2: It really was. And yeah, technology has advanced quite a bit. It it doesn't take a subscription to FaceTime someone on your phone. Right? Like you get it's it's very easy to get some sort of communication with some like in the earlier days of the internet, like when that show originally started, like in the documentary that it's originally based off of. Right. Like it it, it made sense, right? Like it was, okay, you know, Cell phones, the cameras weren't fantastic. You can make an entire movie on on your cell phone now. Like everything, the technology is fantastic. It's easy enough to Uh, pass a picture of yourself or a you know again a video call of yourself to somebody else. Now, okay,
3: both you and I are happily married men, but if we were on the market, okay, yeah, and someone reached out to me and we started talking, and I said, you know, hey, uh, we have FaceTime, or you want to meet up for lunch? And the person says, "Eh, it's too dark in this room right now. I can't really FaceTime, or my camera on my phone is broken. Sorry, like <laughs> goodbye." <laughs> like, and I, yet, I here you
2: were yes. captivated by somebody else getting catfished on television before today's program.
3: I mean, I was amazed that somebody still could get catfished. It, it proves just how desperate some people are for connection to find love. And they take. You know what's shady to me is I've had my picture taken before, Gabe, and used on someone else's profile. Really? Yes. Yep. Yep. That's got to be like an ego boost, though, right? Yeah. I. I look. Someone had terrible taste, but I found <laughs> my picture. You know, someone's like, I know, I think what happened is they wanted to masquerade as someone different than themselves, but they didn't want to find someone that good looking. You know, because that would seem totally, like if it was, uh, you know, Channing Tatum with his shirt off or something, it would be totally unbelievable. So I know this guy's like, a six and a half, seven, I fire him up right now on the internet.
2: <laughs> Why not try to pretend to be this guy? Seems a lot more believable. You can be a part of the Freddie and Harry nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us triple eight, say ESPN, eight, eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six, ESPN nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of nice, cool. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve Broncos country. Let's sit down. That's what's happening in Denver. <laughs> No more riding for Russell Wilson as he has been set. He is not going to be playing the last two games for the Denver Broncos. It is Jared Stidham time for the Denver Broncos. So at 7-8, and eight, the Broncos still do have... I believe ESPN has it somewhere between a 1% and 2% chance of making the postseason. Still an outside chance. They have not been mathematically eliminated, but they have decided they are sitting their starting quarterback, Russell Wilson. And it's a simple question. Why would the Broncos do this? Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL insider, answered that question on Carlin versus Joe earlier today here on ESPN Radio. Well, he's still guaranteed $39 million for next year. So they may move on from him physically, but they will be married to him financially. That's going to continue to happen. Uh, And I just think that
3: Sean Payton didn't trade for Russell Wilson. He wasn't the one that engineered that trade. He came in, coached him this year. Uh, There were good moments and bad moments. And we see how that went. And so I think this is a message that they're sending,
1: that Russell Wilson is not a part of their long-term future.
2: Uh, There's a $37 million additionally that would become guaranteed for Russell Wilson in this massive deal, which, oh, by the way, doesn't actually kick in until next season. Oh, God. (laughs) um, That would have become guaranteed if he could not pass a physical by early March. So basically the Broncos are sitting him down so he doesn't suffer some sort of injury, and they become even more bootstrapped by this massive contract that they, by clearly at this point, Aaron, want to get out of. Because it looks like the Russell Wilson era is over before it even started in Denver.
3: I mean, this is a contender, Gabe, for worst trade in NFL history, maybe for worst trade in sports history. And I think it's right up there for worst contract in NFL history, too. Right. I mean, Russ thought that he was uh, stuck right in Seattle, that he they weren't letting him Daryl Bevel's off. Do you remember this conversation? They weren't oh, let, yeah. really they weren't letting him free to do let his Russ thing. Cook. Okay. Well, as it turned out, Seattle knew exactly what they were doing with Russell Wilson because they turned him over to Denver where, you know, this year I guess he was a little better than last year. But Gabe, that's a low bar because last year he was like one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. They were scoring like 10 points a game in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. And ultimately, I just think Sean Payton has decided that... Russ might be like better than some quarterbacks, but that pretty cheaply and somewhere else they can find somebody to give them more than Russell Wilson is giving them at least somebody they know they can trust. Who's not going to turn the ball over as often.
2: There's a lot of guaranteed money still left on the deal. And I believe it's in the neighborhood of 84, $85 million that they'd have to eat. It's the whole deal.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's all the guaranteed money left on the deal. Like there nothing is left on the deal. It's, <laughs> it's they got to eat the whole nothing's, deal.
2: Nothing's been taken from the deal. It's all still there. Like the, imagine the an NBA has contract
3: served w- w- where you sign a guy as a free agent and then you decide before <laughs> the season that also your new max guy you want to get rid of. Like this is basically. As bad as, and the Broncos rather than paying and playing Russ, I guess they'd rather just straight up separate. Gabe, I wonder if Russell Wilson's ever going to take another snap as an NFL quarterback. To be honest with you, really, because, yeah, because I don't think he's ideally suited to be a backup. I think he takes up too much too much oxygen. There's Sierra. There's a there's celebrity. Plus, the style that he plays, I think, is really difficult to insert him into a situation. So you, give me the team that you think is running Russell Wilson out there as their starter for next year after the last two years. hes I don't think you could find one.
2: Uh, Minnesota, I think, would sign up for him. Uh, um, like their answer to the Kirk Cousins era <laughs> is to go to this guy? I, I mean, they got to do something, right? Like, this is a team, the Vikings, the Vikings are an interesting team because they're knocking on the door of potentially being a playoff contender in the NFC. Now, I don't think they go anywhere, even if they have Russell Wilson, but if they want to be a playoff team, they need to have somebody at quarterback. If they want to keep Justin Jefferson happy, they need someone that can ideally get him the football. And I, I don't know what they do after, maybe they just sign Kirk Cousins and just keep riding Kirk until he actually retires. But, but, Gabe, but Gabe,
3: if you gave me a choice, let's just, I'll throw out a stereotypical borderline, backup starter guy. Like okay. the, the commanders today are turning to Jacoby Brissett. Yes. I'd much rather have Jacoby Brissett than Russell Wilson. Oh my God. The drama of bringing Russ in. He demands that he has his own parking spaces and office well, and, and his, you team can't have, and, his own, and, and You, you can't you have got, a
2: developmental quarterback. Like if you bring him in to be the backup, like if you're one of these teams that has a young quarterback and you're like, right, you know what? We're right. not sure about this guy. Like for example, let's say the Bears decide, even though they have a high draft pick next year, Oh, we're not quite sold on Fields, but you know what? We're going to keep starting Fields. We'll bring bring in Russ as the backup. That doesn't work there, because the second that Fields throws one errant pass, right now suddenly that starts up the chatter for Russell Wilson. I don't, I don't think he's
3: been a great teammate in Denver. I don't think he's very well respected in that locker room. I think if he was, I don't think that we'd be doing this. I don't think we'd be in this situation here. So. You know, I, again, I maybe if there's like a team that's a Super Bowl contender that gets a major injury in September or October, I could see them bringing him in. I think his tenure in Denver is obviously over, and I, I'm I guess I'm just racking my brain for the
2: situation for where Russell Wilson would turn next to try to find work. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Gabe so It's Freddie and Harry. We're in for the boys today on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. As the Broncos have decided to bench Russell Wilson for the rest of the season and everybody making the presumption that they're going to move on from him at the end of the year as well. To help us break it down, we welcome in Zach By, co-host of The Drive on 104.3 in Denver. Zach, we certainly appreciate the time. Why are the Broncos making this move right now?
1: Well, I think a big part – well, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. Aaron, Gabe, appreciate it. Uh, I think a big part of you know, the, the linchpin for the timing here is that uh, they can't afford to get him hurt and I've been talking about this for about a year now in Denver, if Russell Wilson is on the Broncos roster at the fifth day of the new league year, which is very early March, about three months from now, his mon- money not only locks in for 2024 guys, it also locks in for 2025. So they have a decision to make um, with evidence of the last two years and then forecast it for the next two years. It's not just a one-year deal. So um, I think that's a big part of uh, you know, keeping his health. But also, guys, I think, and I swear, I think this is as much for Sean Payton getting a real look at Jarrett Stidham. They, they scooped up Jarrett Stidham after the Russell Wilson deal had already, I mean, that was, you know, Russell was already here for a year. One of Sean Payton's first moves was day number one of free agency paying Jarrett Stidham $10 million. And it was one of these deals that were like, wait, whoa, $10 million for Jarrett Stidham? Why? It didn't make sense at the time. Then at the league owner meetings, Sean Payton said he believes and he has consensus in the building that Jared Stidham is a bona fide number two with the arrow trending up to be a number one in the NFL. Now, whether you believe that or not doesn't really matter. As as I've reminded my co-host and our listeners uh, these last six months, it does not matter what you or I think. There is one guy in charge of the football operation, and it is unequivocally Sean Payton. Sean Payton is not Russell Wilson's guy. The evidence, I have a library of it now. From the time that he showed up and before he ever coached a game for the Broncos, said Russell Wilson needs to stop acting like he's running for office and kissing effing babies. After three or four weeks during the season, he said, uh, we're having a problem getting the information out on time. If we need to wristband it, we'll wristband it. And that goes uh, against Russell Wilson's you know, total quarterback acumen. Um, and now we have this move. And, and, and really, uh, ch- chief among all these, we saw what we saw on game days, guys through the first five weeks of the season compared to the last 11, they totally took the game out of Russell Wilson's hand. I mean, it, it is it is obvious if you're watching this team on a down-to-down basis. We had one uh, uh, anonymous AFC coordinator tell, you know, The Athletic that they're treating Russell Wilson like a rookie, and they clearly were. If you watch the games close like I do, they don't really push the ball down the field. It's a horizontal passing game. They throw it to the sidelines and try to get guys out in space. Um, the biggest piece of evidence. So you put all that together, the Stidham stuff, the comments, the on-field handcuffing and rails being put on Russ. uh, He is simply not Russell Wilson. uh, uh, Russell Wilson is not Sean Payton's guy,
3: and this is what today is about. Zach, where did the Russ era in Denver really go bad?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, for me, uh, I have a million things to point to. There were these signs that the guy just had a lack of awareness that was stunning and cringeworthy from wearing his own jersey into the Broncos facility on day one of camp to, you know, painting – having uh, uh, his cleats airbrushed with Lombardi trophies saying, you know, there's more to come in Denver to saying he wants to play 12 more years and win three to four more Super Bowls. Like, the guy bit off so much more than he could chew, and it became this hype train in Denver that Russ was actually the conductor of. And then the, you know, let's ride stuff that that was just so cringeworthy. But also, guys – This was like during Broncos four- and five-game losing streaks a year ago when they were being roundly mocked nationally. Russell Wilson would go on his Twitter account and launch a new hat line on a Monday morning on a five-game losing streak. You just simply do not understand this town and Denver sports when you're the quarterback of the Denver Broncos and you're more worried about launching merch and literally opening up a store in the mall and in the airport for him and Sierra. I just – he, he to me, got away – from who he was, and 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 sometimes in life we make a bunch of decisions over a long period of time, and then you look around, and you're like, wait, how did I get here? This is a documentary written all over it uh, with Russell Wilson. The on-field product was never good enough. The off-field product was cringy. Uh, the, uh, the 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 um, uh, disattachment with his teammates last year was obvious. We saw we were seeing stuff, guys. And Aaron, you know this. Like I'm watching training camp with ten other former NFL players saying, hey. We've never seen anything like this before. The family coming in and out of the facility with their, own, with their own team, Russ's own quarterback in the facility, Russell's own office that had to get taken away from him. I mean, this is, guys, it's one of the worst trades in NFL history, but the, but the thing that made this a death sentence for the foreseeable cap future for Denver was the contract. I think about 25 teams would have traded for Russell Wilson, but what Denver did is they gave him a new contract when he still had two years, not one year, Two years left on the old contract. That means the third largest contract in NFL history hasn't even kicked in yet, fellas. He's never played a down under that contract. That's how bad this is. And if you look at the largest cap hit in NFL history, it's Matt Ryan, I believe about $42 million. Guys, this is going to double that if Russell Wilson never plays another down for the Broncos again. And my guess is he has played his last down in Denver.
2: Zach By, co-host of The Drive, 104.3 in Denver, joining us here on Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, along with Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Gabe Neitzel. So it's your prediction that he does not play another snap for the Denver Broncos. Is there any chance that the Broncos look at this and go, man, we cannot eat this, and he ends back up in Denver in 2024?
1: I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. In fact, I went so far to say last week on the air, and and really throughout the month, this wasn't a new take from me, but really emphatically reminded our listeners a week ago that I believe with every ounce of me, considering how last year went for Russell when he was just the worst version of himself that we've ever seen, I do not believe Sean Payton takes the job in Denver without the assurances from ownership that if I can't get this guy fixed, are you okay with moving on from him? And ownership is massively important in this conversation. If this is happening in Cincinnati or Buffalo, with those ownership groups and their lack of liquidity, I don't know if you can write a check like the Broncos are about to write. But in Denver, they have a new ownership group. Have you guys heard of the company Walmart? Well, the owners of Walmart exactly own the Broncos now. The owners of Walmart own, own the Broncos, okay? There is a larger gap financially between the richest owner in the NFL and number two than number two is actually worth. I want you to think about that for a second. So this new ownership <laughs> group, um, the Walton Penner Family Ownership Group, can write a massive check. They can make the, uh, a salary cap, do gymnastics like we've seen uh, throughout the history of the NFL. Maybe they'll write him the biggest you know, check and then make his salary or what, you know, make his salary a penny or whatever they can try to do. But uh, I do believe for those reasons and the ability to move on from him financially is why ultimately he has played his last game in Denver.
3: Well, I'll tell you where they aren't rolling back the prices. Russell Wilson's house for <laughs> this contract is Zach By joining us. 104.3, the fan in Denver. Zach, who is the odds on favorite to be the Broncos starting quarterback in 2024?
1: A quarterback in the draft. I think you'll see him at the Senior Bowl, whether that's, you know, uh, Michael Penix, whether that's, you know, fill in the blank. I think it'll be someone like that. Uh, my runner up would be Jarrett Stidham in a stopgap year and the Broncos are back on the quarterback carousel like they have been since Peyton Manning retired. Oof.
2: Zach, we certainly appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your show today, bud, because it's, it's probably going to be a wild one out there in Denver.
1: I, this, is, this is what I'm built for. I've been itching all day uh, to get in there, and I could, I'm, on, I'm on the schedule to do four hours. I could do eight, I can promise you.
2: <laughs> we appreciate the time here today, Zach. Thanks.
3: Thanks, Zach. See you guys.
2: Zach By, co-host of The Drive, 104.3 in Denver, joining us um, here on Freddie and Harry. And Aaron, like, that's it, – it, it's a massive amount of money to eat. But when you put it under the context and remember that, yes, it is the family that owns Walmart that now owns the Broncos, I guess it's a little bit easier to eat for that family.
3: Meh, just, you know, have another holiday. just Christmas in uh, July or whatever. Have a <laughs> sale and you can pay off Russ. <laughs> You know, I think Gabe it's a cautionary tale. In in the NBA a lot of times, yeah, you sign a big star that makes a huge difference. The Heat got LeBron, uh, you know, the the KD goes to the Warriors, like th- these moves do decide who wins the next championship in many cases. But in the NFL, the big quarterback acquisition has it worked? Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, how's it going? Nope. Uh, uh Deshaun Watson with the Browns, how's it going? Nope. Russell Wilson, I mean, that that one's actually going better. People don't realize it's actually going better than some of these other ones. Did, well, it's, uh, well
2: it, the, the bar, the bar to clear is so incredibly low, though, Aaron. Like, there's been a lot of rockiness, and I understand his last game there. What he was fourteen for fourteen in the second half or fourth yeah. quarter, and, and yep. leading the, the the Browns to come. But there was a lot of rockiness last year and early this year before sure. he got to that, and now he's hurt again.
3: Right, like right. Th- there's still a lot. Well, I mean, of bad but at least things. at least the Browns are you know winning in spite. Sure. in in a way of like, of him.
2: The only um, one I can think of, I guess there are two that I can think of that actually worked. Peyton Manning, which it was understandable why the the, the Colts decided to move on. He was a free agent though, Gabe, yeah.
3: but, and and well, so and, was and, the other one you might Brady. throw out yeah. as Brady, but that's he was a free agent also.
2: But th- I guess the difference is like any time a quarterback becomes available. Unless it happens to be one of those two. And even with Manning, there's a huge risk because he didn't know with the shoulder. You got to be weary because quarterback is the most, not just the most important position, but the most coveted position in the NFL. And right. if a team is willingly going to give up on one, you should probably be questioning if you actually want to acquire that quarterback that yep. they're willingly giving up.
3: How, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, how'd it go? Uh, not good. Not, right, Not great. I mean, Philip Rivers, I guess, went a little bit better, but even still... No, that's... Phillip
2: Rivers just took the, we're trailing in the fourth quarter, and now I've got a two-minute comeback. Do I do it or not? Every week, he just took that show from the Chargers to the Colts. I mean, Stafford is a little bit of a different story. Again, I guess each
3: circumstance is different, but these big, desperate swings that teams take is sort of where my head is. I just think it, it shows lack of having really done your homework for where why was seattle so anxious to get rid of russ what a trade for them
2: huh and they're on the verge of potentially making the playoffs for the second consecutive year without russ freddie and harry presented by o'reilly are your wiper blades chattering skipping or squeaking purchase new wiper blades from o'reilly auto parts and then they'll install them for free see better drive better And safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop by today or learn more at O'ReillyAuto.com. Coming up next, another player who won't be playing for their team this weekend. The Packers have suspended Jair Alexander. Aaron's going to laugh at me as a Packers fan. Coming up next on Freddie and Harry.
4: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
2: I'm not sure Jair Alexander's respecting anything going on in Green Bay right now. It's Freddie and Harry, ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, along with Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Gabe Nigel, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. This is a little tough for me because I am a Packers fan. I live in Milwaukee, do a show uh, every morning on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee, and I love the Green Bay Packers. I've always loved the Packers, and... This story is objectively funny. Everybody is having fun with it on social media. They are dunking on Jair Alexander. And it's just tough because I can't laugh as a Packers fan. Because it's happening to me, yes, it's happening you to can. my team. You've no, got we are, thirty years of
3: franchise quarterback and this is objectively hilarious. It, Come on, so, Gabe.
2: Well, so it, it began with Jair Alexander. Who was not, so the Packers do not have season long captains. They anoint three captains for every game. Those captains go out, as most teams do. They to did, do the coin but that toss. guy now
3: owns the New York Jets. So
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's very true. Uh, so after the game, uh, Jair Alexander ended up explaining why, despite not being named a captain, he was out there for the coin toss duties against the Carolina Panthers on Christmas Eve.
3: So were you supposed to be a captain? Because the team announces the three game captains and you were the fourth and you called a toss. What happened there?
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's only suiting, you know. I don't think Coach knew I was from Charlotte, you know, so.
2: So you just did that on your own?
1: I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, it was like, a, you know, the guys backed me up, you know. So they knew I was from
3: here.
2: Did you realize you almost made a big mistake on the call, though?
3: What I do? Well, you said we want to go on defense. Yeah. Which in theory could they could have said,
2: then you're electing to kick to to uh, kick off, which you would have lost the opportunity then yeah. to receive in the second half.
1: Yeah, no, I told them that. Uh, I said uh, I want I want our defense to be out there, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, I mean, it's pretty simple. What I said, like, I want the defense to be out. there. They like, you mean defer? I'm like,
4: yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess. So the the, the officials knew Matt Floor after the game had said that. Thankfully, he had talked to the officials uh, before the game and let them know, hey, if we win the toss, we're going to defer. So the officials, then that's why they asked Jair, hey, do you want to defer? So Jair has had some issues going on this year in Green Bay. This appears to be the straw that broke the camel's back uh, because he has now been suspended for a game after designating himself a captain going out there calling the coin toss, and nearly costing the Packers a suspension in what ended up being a one-score game over the Carolina Panthers.
3: Well, listen, he had five interceptions last year. He has zero interceptions this year. Gabe, if Jair Alexander was playing well, he could go out and you know handle the coin toss. They're not going to suspend him. Right. I mean, a lot of the reason why he's getting suspended also has to do with other things that we may or may not know. And it's easier to do it to him when he's been a injured and b playing like absolute
2: crap. So the, the list of things is long. Uh, he's been dealing with a couple different injuries this year, dealing with a shoulder injury. And it's a different shoulder than what cost him a big chunk of a season when he had a pretty bad shoulder injury um, a couple of years ago. And the Packers never put him on IR. But he missed six games, and the head coach seemed frustrated with it. And Jair just straight-up said, "If I'm not, a, it's tough for me to play if I'm not 100%. Okay. So he pretty much said he wasn't going to play unless he was 100%. Uh, when asked by one of the reporters, our own here in Milwaukee, Jason Wilde, hey, what, what, do you, what does your head coach have to say about that? And Jair said, well, me and Matt, meaning Matt LaFleur, their head coach, yeah. uh, we don't talk that much. So huh. the, like, the things have just been piling up for Jair, so they've finally decided, hey – you're not going to play. But, again, everybody's having fun with the fact that he had no idea what he was doing out there and yet just decided to go out there and do it anyway. Like, you can't name
3: yourself a captain,
2: right? Part of becoming You're a captain sure? of I anything. Saw, I, saw the, I saw the Tom Hanks movie, and famously, the, the gift still lives on today. The meme still lives on today. The guy looks at, at Tom Hanks and goes, I'm the captain now. That guy seemed to proclaim himself the captain, Aaron.
3: But what happens at the end of the movie? They take out the Somali pirates, right? I mean, the guy goes down, and he's the captain Spoiler for, alert. what, a day or two or something?
2: <laughs> yeah, but captain, but still like, the captain. I'll
3: give you some of the best captains of all time, okay? Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Like, the Starfleet people, the Federation of the Enterprise, or whatever it's called. Like, they anointed him the captain. Derek Jeter didn't come out one day and say, hey, George, I'm the captain now, <laughs> like he was kidding. No, like they they Would voted him.
2: Hilarious. They
3: voted him the captain in in hockey. You get the little C on your jersey because yeah. your team anoints you the captain. Now, I got to say, too, I think it's stupid when there are different captains every week. What what does that mean? Like the captain of your team is supposed to be the leader of your team, whether you're playing the team
2: from Charlotte or you're playing the team from Timbuktu, what difference does it make? So, you know, the... I'm, so I'm I'm out. Like I think season long captains at the professional level make no sense to me in the NFL because they haven't been a part of the culture or fabric the way it is in hockey. Like the C on your jersey obviously is such a huge honor. Where the NFL just recently, like, not that long ago, decided that they teams could do this. If they wanted to, they have to for the playoffs. You have to have players with D.C. on their jersey during the postseason. That is an NFL rule. But when it... The show I do here locally in Milwaukee is with Mark Chimura, a former Green Bay Packer, played for nine years in the NFL. And he said the week-to-week thing, which is what they did on his team in the 90s. They didn't have season-long captains, but they looked at as an honor. Like, hey, you had a great game last week, or you're from here. You're going to be designated a captain for this week. So they looked at that as kind of almost a badge of honor of, hey, you played well last week, and you're getting recognized Uh, for uh, that. uh, uh, let, Let me just
3: hop in on that and say, when you're having a good season, I can see how that works. Sure. When you're having a bad season, I could see how that's stupid. Uh er our punter is the captain again because again, we suck again. and we can't score like what What? so i get what Chewie is saying but it was only that way because he had himself and Favre and <laughs> reggie white on the team who were kicking everybody's butt and they were on their way to win and super bowls are at least going to the playoffs every single year it's fair so i i think that's a part of it there now I want to go to the coin ta- toss uh, aspect of this, Gabe, okay. because I am a firm believer that the coin toss in football is stupid and should be eradicated. Why don't we do something else that is more fun, more sponsorable, more a part of the psychological warfare of the game? What, By are you proposing that you I mean the
2: XFL rule?
3: Uh, I am going Rochambeau rock paper scissors
4: oh.
3: between two players, and I here's what I think should happen. You get to select the opponent player that you want to go toe to toe with Rochambeau, with and we could we would call this toe to toe with Rochambeau. Of course, if you're the visiting team, you select the home player that you want mm-hmm. to go against. And you go one, two, three, and you fly. And it's not best out of three. It's not best out of five. If both guys throw rock, then you got to do it again until finally you get it. And that's how. Now, isn't it's like a little bit of psychological warfare before the game even starts? And I think it's so much more fun and entertaining than some old guy flipping a coin, which is just ripe for some sort of nefarious something going wrong.
2: So you're saying even in the overtime situation, same deal? Yeah, like Prudential sponsors
3: Rock, Paper, Scissors. Get sure. it? Because they're The Rock. Yeah, I Or the new movie starring The Rock sponsors <laughs> Rock, Paper, or Hormel. What are the big paper companies? Is Hormel a paper company or a chick? I don't know what they uh, make. Dunder it, right? Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin. There you go. <laughs> they're the big sponsor for the – and can't you imagine the Super Bowl – has, like, rock, paper, scissors between uh, Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy. Like, wouldn't you want to, like, that would not be time for you to get up and get a beverage. That would be time for you to stay locked in on what was going
2: on with rock, paper, scissors. That's a, I don't know if this is a good idea or the dumbest idea I've ever heard. It's one of the two. It's either spectacular or it's really dumb. And I'm not sure where I... Like, there's no gray Why, is it, area hold on, on why is it dumb?
3: Why is it dumb? Don't tell me you haven't played rock, paper, scissors against one of your siblings for shotgun on a road trip. Well, sure. Guaranteed. But, Guaranteed. But, like,
2: shotgun on the road trip is relatively less important than possession to start overtime in the Super Bowl. But why are we dictating possession to
3: start overtime in the Super Bowl on a coin flip? Coins are outdated, Gabe. When was (laughs) the last time you carried a coin on your person? Part of the reason why people used to say flip a coin is that you always had change in your pockets. Well, welcome to 2023. I never carry cash on me whatsoever. No cash? Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a dollar. Not even a dollar.
2: So what do you have, like, is just that the, the bill part of your wallet completely empty?
3: Mm, yeah, you have no, anything it, in there? I, I have a $2 bill that I got for my bar mitzvah that's good luck, which I keep okay. in my wallet. Now, I have not had a dollar in cash in my wallet in a year plus. Wow. I, Sometimes I mean, it gets me in trouble for, like, valet situations. But even now, like, I just tipped a valet on the card. You get, you can do everything with your card.
2: Yeah, or I'm sure you could ask the, the valet if they had Venmo. Just, you know, yeah, of send course. them a couple of bucks that way.
3: Uh, so, so, all right, so we're saying coins are becoming irrelevant. Let's get rid of coins, and let's go with rock, paper, scissors. Imagine the start of the game. And again, everybody wins. It's more interesting for the fans. There's some real strategy involved for the players. It's a, 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 I rest my case.
2: Can you imagine the conversation after the Ravens lose the Super Bowl because Lamar Jackson decided to go rock and he got covered with paper? Yeah, just the this <laughs> the offseason. I can't believe it. Can't believe he did. Should have gone scissors. It's as arbitrary as saying heads tails. That's how yeah. we
3: decided. You know, that's why we changed the overtime rules the way we did.
2: Yeah, to try to make it more fair for everybody across the board. Coming up next, we jump over to Aaron's neck of the wood. Is Joe Flacco positioning himself? to be the Brown starter beyond this season. How crazy is that? That's next. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio.
1: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at
3: LQ.com.
0: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact.
1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. It is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80, along with Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Gabe Neitzel. The Jair Alexander situation in Green Bay, where he anointed himself a captain to go out for the coin toss, almost screwing up the coin toss that then subsequently got him suspended by the Packers for this upcoming game. Got Aaron thinking of, there's got to be a better way than a coin toss. He threw yes. out there rock, paper, scissors, and we have a different idea to replace the coin toss as well on the Dr. Pepper call in line. As we go out to Rick in Ohio, Rick, you are on Freddie and Harry with Gabe Nights and Aaron Golden.
1: Hi guys. How you doing?
2: Doing great, Rick.
1: My idea is that my idea is to have the guys arm wrestle to see who has the choice to win, you know, to decide whether they want to kick off or take the ball. I do think every you know each team send out one guy their best representative huh. and I'm sure everybody would want to watch an arm wrestling match
2: Well or then we established as a good tie breaking procedure in a college basketball challenge between uh, two conferences
3: okay and and beyond that also maybe then arm wrestling becomes a factor at the combine because Okay You might want to draft a guy who might not be a useful football player, but just would you dare use a roster spot on a
2: designated arm wrestler type? Well, it could get important enough because, I mean, 25, 30 years ago, there wasn't, a designated long snapper where that's all they did it was actually somebody on the roster you know he was your third string tight end or some backup line hunters kickers
3: lou groza is a great cleveland brown who was the offensive lineman slash kicker like that used to be the regular so now here we go does so if you had to pick one guy to be an arm wrestler your designated arm wrestler who's your guy in the nfl right
2: now? in the nfl i think you got to start with aaron donald do you not like, he's working in the tight spaces. It's kind of that quick jab. I think there's some I Is, think he, there's some is he a little
3: past his prime, though, Gabe? Like, five years ago, definitely.
2: Well, because, yeah, but you don't need the quickness in, in the arm wrestling. It's all about the brute strength. Yeah, I, and I think I, the the brute strength doesn't go away. The quickness starts to disappear a little bit. I'm taking
3: Miles Garrett with his shirt off is as intimidating as anybody in the NFL. And I actually think he's so strong with his arms that he would intimidate whoever he was going up against. There'd be like a little bit of additional pressure on his opponent just by watching Miles Garrett's presence approach the arm wrestling table or whatever it's called.
2: The team, whatever they're bringing out there to the midfield in order can to you imagine the an wrestling.
3: injury of significance a torn pectoral muscle in the pre-game arm wrestling match to decide who gets the ball and who defers
2: which is why ultimately you'd probably have to i think you'd end up designating i think you would have somebody on the practice squad because you have guys in the practice squad that you call up a lot of times for special teams you're telling me that Getting a possession or determining who has possession at the beginning or end of a game or at the beginning of overtime, that's not worth as much as a gunner on your team? G- Gabe, re-
3: imagine the Super Bowl goes to overtime. <laughs> the, the arm wrestling match between the two guys might be more entertaining than the game. With the crowd <laughs> with 70,000 on their feet, America watching at home, it would be one of the greatest moments in the history of sport. I'm surprised, think, I'm
2: surprised you guys haven't chosen an offensive lineman. Like, don't we usually think those guys are strong? Like whether it's a Zach Martin or somebody like that or a, uh, I don't know, Trent Williams of the Niners, like a they're, strong they're offensive big, lineman.
3: They're big, but you've got to have a certain kind of strength to be good at arm wrestling, right? Like I don't know that the blocking ability and the arm wrestling ability really go hand in oh, hand, so to speak. But,
2: and, and maybe this is just because I watched the 30 for 30 that just came out in like Reggie White would have been the greatest of all time at this, right? Maybe. You just think about the way he had the hump move, very similar to an arm wrestling move. Just the pure strength that Reggie White had. Like Reggie White would have been the goat of arm wrestling in the NFL. Uh,
3: what about like Trent Williams? Would he be? I mean, that's who uh, uh, Shannon is saying would be near the the top of the. What if we made you for overtime have your kickers arm wrestle? Like you couldn't pick the designated arm wrestler you had to go to the stereotypical weakest position on the team and have them go against each other.
2: Well, just based on what I know, again, going back to some of the stories I've heard about a former Packers kicker from the Packers co-host I have here in Milwaukee, like, he used to disappear and build forts in like the team's like indoor practice facility during practice because like when the offense and defense is out there, he's got nothing better to do. So right. when the offense and defense is out there, he can go inside and right. start working on whatever strength moves you have. I yep. think that you know you, you just turn that into the specialist. You don't necessarily need your arm to kick. Yeah, Gabe, you here's, might be onto here's something. Here is what I here. think.
3: This is what we've determined. The coin flip needs to go for a variety of reasons. It's confusing. It's stupid. Well, it's not
2: confusing.
3: It, it, kind of. Jair Alexander said, I want to be on defense, but does that mean
2: defer? And what does defer well, even but that, mean? The, the
3: options stay
2: the same if you're doing rock, paper, scissors or you're arm wrestling. Scissors, I think we can
3: do better. This is an area where the NFL
2: can and should improve. Freddie and Harry, NFL Selection Committee, next on ESPN Radio.